what's up Mets fans and welcome back to another episode of the Mets Talk Podcast. I'm your host Greg Cutajar, and I can't wait to get back into talking about the New York Mets. In this episode, I'm going to kick off my mini-series of taking a closer look at each position group the Mets have by diving into the Mets starting pitching. I'm going to take a closer look at how this year's potential rotation compares to last season's, how they've added pitching depth to the team, and analysis of the entire rotation that the Mets have. Now, before we begin, I just want to let you all know that I am on Twitter, at PodMets. On this Twitter, I post updates and news about the podcast and love to interact and talk Mets and baseball with fans like you. So head on over and be sure to follow, at PodMets on Twitter. So to start, I want to take a look at last year's rotation and this year's rotation and sort of compare the players that the Mets have. Now, just for this season's rotation, it is a potential lineup. Obviously, we're at the beginning of spring training. Lots of things can happen. Players can shift. Players can look great in spring training or worse in spring training, and maybe they're bumped from the rotation or, you know, obviously, hopefully not, but injuries do happen. So we're just going to take a look at the potential rotation the Mets have. Now, looking at last year's rotation, the Mets had Jacob deGrom, Rick Porcello, Michael Waka, Stephen Matz, and David Peterson. Now, two of those pitchers are going to be in this year's line, uh, this year's rotation with Jacob deGrom and David Peterson, but just quickly looking at Rick Porcello, he went 1-7 with a 5.64 ERA in 59 innings pitched. He also had a 1.508 whip and 54 strikeouts. Michael Waka went 1-4 with a 6.62 ERA in 34 innings pitched and a 1.559 whip and 37 strikeouts. And Steven Matz went 0-5 with a 9.68 ERA in 30.2 innings pitched and had a 1.696 whip and had 36 strikeouts. So those three players that are no longer on the team, no longer a part of the rotation, clearly struggled last season and definitely added to the struggles of the team that ultimately kept them out of postseason contention. Now diving into this year's potential rotation, You have Jacob deGrom, a career 261 ERA pitcher. He has two Cy Young awards. The past three seasons, he's had a 170 ERA, a 243 ERA, and a 238 ERA, respectively. He has a career 1047 whip and and 10.5 strikeouts through nine. So, obviously, we all know deGrom. He is arguably the best pitcher in baseball, and it's just amazing to have him at the top of your rotation. Moving along in the rotation, we have a newcomer in Carlos Carrasco. He was involved in the trade with the Indians to acquire both him and Francisco Lindor. As I've talked about before, his career stats, he has a 377 ERA and a 1196 whip with 9.5 strikeouts through 9. However, his past seven seasons have really been his best, where he's boasted a 341 ERA, a 1120 whip, and 10.01 strikeouts through nine. So he's been great the past seven seasons. Moving along in the rotation, the number three starter, Marcus Stroman. He is a career 376 pitcher with a 1292 whip and 7.4 strikeouts through nine. Moving along, Taiwan Walker, the Mets' latest signing over his career. He has a 384 ERA, a 1246 whip, and 8.2 strikeouts through nine. And last season with the Mariners and Blue Jays, Walker had a 270 ERA with a 1163 whip and 8.4 strikeouts through nine. So he was awesome last season, way below what he has been for his career. And finally, the Mets have David Peterson. He came up last season. He had a 344 ERA in 49.2 innings pitched. He had a 1208 whip. 
He had 40 strikeouts in those 49.2 innings pitch and 7.2 strikeouts through nine. He was definitely a exciting player to see come up and perform very well in the major leagues. And obviously, I have not mentioned Noah Syndergaard because he's not going to be a part of the opening day rotation. However, he's going to be coming back in June and taking a look at his stats. He has a career 331 ERA with a 1161 whip and 9.7 strikeouts through nine. So we all know Noah Syndergaard very well, and it'll be great when he comes back to slot him back into the rotation. Moving along to talk a little bit about the depth the Mets have added, they have really done a great job, in my opinion, and I talked about this a little bit last episode, in adding depth players and players who have the ability to perform well or have high potential to perform well in the major leagues. So diving into it, the first player the Mets added they traded for was Joey Lucchese. He has a 421 career ERA with a 1280 whip and 9.3 strikeouts through nine. And most of his starts really came in 2018 to 2019. And in that range, he has a 414 ERA. So not that much lower than his 421 ERA, which isn't the best, obviously, but it's still a little bit better when he's gotten more starts. So Moving along, the Mets also traded for pitcher Jordan Yamamoto. Over his career, he has a 6.20 ERA, a 1.378 whip, and 9.5 strikeouts through 9. He had a very bad 2020, which really shifted his numbers, but he had a solid 2019. Not amazing, but a solid year. He had a 4.46 ERA with a 1.144 whip. So, obviously, with Lucchese and Yamamoto, which I will get into a little bit later, they are young pitchers with high upside. So, while their stats in their career may not be the best, they are young and they have the potential to hit better numbers in the future. Moving along, the Mets also signed Mike Montgomery. He has played for the Mariners, Cubs, and Royals in his career. He has a career 384 ERA with a 1346 whip and 6.9 strikeouts through nine. And then finally, bringing up the rear depth wise for the rotation, the Mets signed Jared Eikhoff, who has a career 415 ERA with a 1280 whip and 8.1 strikeouts through nine. Clearly, with the latter two players, Montgomery and Eikhoff, they have been in the league a little bit longer than Lucchese and Yamamoto, but they can still provide some MLB seasoned arms to the team. Now, before I get into my analysis of the entire rotation, diving into what I think and what we can expect to see from these players, I am going to take a quick break and then I'm going to be right back. All right, and welcome back. So now that I've gone over how the Mets look now this season or going into the season compared to what they did last season with their rotation, I'm going to break down what I think and expect from this rotation. So I really think the Mets did a solid job solidifying a major hole that they had at the end of last season. I talked a lot about this in the beginning of the offseason in my earlier episodes about how the starting pitching hole was a major issue. The rotational struggles that the Mets had were really a main reason why they missed the playoffs. And I mentioned this earlier in this episode that, you know, the three players that the Mets do not have in the rotation anymore, Porcello, Waka, and Mats were a big reason why the rotation was struggling. Obviously, I ran through DeGrom is DeGrom. We know he's amazing, and Peterson had a pretty solid year last year, especially for a rookie coming up in a crazy COVID season. So there were major issues in the rotation that definitely added to the other struggles and other positional holes that the Mets had. 
There were obviously injuries with Noah Syndergaard and COVID opt-outs with Marcus Stroman that are involved, but the players who were in the rotation did not perform at the level they needed to, and they didn't perform at a level that would have brought the Mets to the postseason, and honestly, if the Mets had been in the postseason, with the rotation that they had, they probably wouldn't have been super successful and gone very far. Now, they did go about fixing this rotational hole differently than I expected. I expected them to, you know, make a lot more signings, and where most of their help for the rotation came from was through trades. They were able to acquire Carrasco, they were able to trade for Lucchese and Yamamoto as well, so they added to this team through trades when I thought they were more going to go through free agency. And they did sign Taiwan Walker right at the end, and I think that was a very sneaky, a very high upside signing that the Mets made right at the end of the season. I think that Walker can hopefully really provide a solid arm to the middle to back end of the rotation. But looking at this offseason, I think they did a really good job. They were able to bring back Stroman on a qualifying offer, and I think he's going to be playing very hard in his contract year. He's going to be really trying to perform well because he obviously would like to get paid at the end of the season. And again, like I said, Taiwan Walker, that's a great move. We know what we can get out of DeGrom and we know what Peterson, David Peterson can look like and hopefully he can, you know, back up his great rookie campaign with another solid season. So I think that the rotation that the Mets have right now with DeGrom, Carrasco, Stroman, Walker, and Peterson is great. I think all of these players have very, very good skill and very good potential. And the fact that the Mets have five of these players and with Noah Syndergaard coming back in June, this rotation just looks completely revamped from the way it did last season. Now, the biggest thing, and I talked about this and I emphasized this last episode, the biggest thing I think to look at this position group, to look at these pitchers, is the depth. I went on and on about it last episode because I really do believe that depth is one of the most important parts of the game. I think especially with the Mets, and we've seen this obviously last year, and we've seen it in years prior, rotational injuries happen, and it's unfortunate, but they do happen. And, you know, up until now, the Mets really haven't had that many players that are able to go in and really perform well. The Mets have been slotting guys like Corey Oswalt, Paul Sewell, guys who can perform pretty well out of the bullpen, but they can't really last that long as starters. Even Seth Lugo and Robert Gesellman, who were starting pitchers at one point, but have now transitioned to being bullpen pitchers, they really haven't been able to perform super well when they've come in as starters. But what the Mets have done this offseason, and I think this sort of flew under the radar because many people were looking at, oh, who are they adding to the team? Who are they adding to the starters? But they added, they traded for Lucchese, they traded for Yamamoto, they signed Montgomery and Eikhoff. These are all players who have experience in the MLB, and while they might not have all been superstars in the MLB, they've all really had solid careers, and like I said, they're all generally in like the four ERA, Yamamoto a little higher, but obviously last season was a just a very bad year for him but they're all in the four era range and honestly if that's the kind of guy that's just coming in to fill in and they have multiple guys who can come in and fill in like that that's just amazing that's the depth that the mets need so i think overall if you look at this rotation you've got Degrom, the best pitcher in baseball carrasco a very very good a very consistently good number two pitcher you've got marcus stroman who at one point was the number one pitcher on his team and 
now is the number three so he clearly has the ability to jump up there and pitch at a number one starter level and now he's in your number three hole pitching during a contract year you've got Taiwan Walker who had a great sub three ERA season last year and if he can continue that he's your number four starter who has the potential to pitch at a sub three ERA level and then finally you've got David Peterson who pitched at a mid-3 ERA last year and was a rookie and just looked great getting out of jams. He's your number 5. And then waiting right now until June is Noah Syndergaard, who at one point was the Mets' number 1 starter and will probably come in and get sodded right into the middle of the rotation. That's just an amazing rotation they've got going on. And then add to that the fact that they've got four players who are very solid major league pitchers who can come in and help whether there's an injury or need for rest, especially after a year where no pitcher pitched a full season's worth of innings. So I think the Mets really did a great job fixing the hole that they had in the starting rotation department. I'm very excited to see this rotation perform. Obviously, it's, you know, a month away from opening day or a little less than a month away from opening day. So you can't exactly know what you're going to get, but I have high expectations for this rotation and I definitely think that they look way better than they did last season. So let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any thoughts, questions, opinions about anything I said or anything else about the Mets. Let me know what you think about the rotation. Are you confident going into this season with them? Or do you think that maybe they didn't add enough talent or add enough help to this team and the rotation that they have? Let me know. Be sure to tweet me at my Twitter, at PodMets, with any of your thoughts. I love to hear from you all, and I love to hear from listeners. So be sure to go and tweet me at my Twitter, at PodMets. So that is going to be it for this episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Like I just said, be sure to follow my Twitter at PodMets and be sure to follow the podcast wherever you listen so that you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Thank you so much again for listening. I really appreciate it. And as always, let's go Mets.